0: Dear Cosmo Babies, this week we are going to be talking about looking at hair as fabric. I am your host Annie MacArthur, and I have a very special guest with me today—my good friend Alicia Dotson. Hello, Alicia. Welcome. Hi. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course. Um, thank
0: you. This yeah. So and- fun. Before we jump too far in, I definitely highly recommend anyone listening right now to pause this podcast, go pull up your Instagram account, hit type in main seamstress, and hit that follow button because you will not
1: regret it. No, <laughs> wow. I'm a fun time. I am a fun time. <laughs> so, well, we- oh, go. Nope, go ahead. You ready? I'm just excited to be here. <laughs>
0: So the reason that I am so excited to have Alicia on our podcast today is because Alicia I feel like is one person in this industry that truly authentically looks at hair from an educator standpoint and wants to teach someone like the, the like the real education like the down and dirty the, yeah. like legitimate the the legit education the real tea. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. Yes. And the, the thing that is like the most special about the way that you educate and the way that you help people look at hair differently is that you look at hair from that viewpoint of hair is fabric.
1: Totally. Yes. Yeah. Do so you want to like break that down? Absolutely. So I, I, I love, I love being able to see I came into, okay, well, I came into um, this industry at a space and really working from the standpoint of seeing hair as art. And I've noticed over the years that that was something that was becoming just this really, it it really trips up silas. And when you really look at hair, it's the same way, like how you would look at fabric. You wouldn't, wash silk in a put it in a dryer or put it in a regular like washing machine the same way you do that that's the way you look at hair and if you look at hair in that standpoint of it being fabric it allows you to really know how to care for it how to approach it and it takes race off the table because that's just the box that doesn't need to be That's one of the boxes. I'll put it that way. That's one of the boxes that does not need to even be anywhere near doing hair because it's really just hair, you know? I mean, it's one of the things that I'm very passionate about. And I think once we change that, it breaks down so many walls and so many um, just barriers Mm -hmm. and allows us to be creative, you know? Absolutely. So.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like introducing this, it's not even a concept, but introducing this like viewpoint and this way to change our perspective as beauty professionals, starting in school as students. So the people who are listening right now are mostly students and new professionals. Mm -hmm. And I think if, Being in school, you can change that perspective and you can change the narrative and you can change the conversation, especially between the client and the student and the teacher will completely change the way that we start to learn about hair in school. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I feel like, I like to say it's looking at it through a different lens. I like Mm -hmm. to tell people like change the lens you're looking at it through And you are 1000% right. It is. It starts in beauty school. I mean, if you start and adjust your narrative there, it makes much easier. And it really allows you to not put a shackle on your creativity because you don't realize it over time. You kind of start just boxing yourself in. And I mean, I'm a person that doesn't like labels at all. Like, I don't want to be put in a box or put in like this. You can only do this. And um, because that's not what my license was in. My license Mm -hmm. was to do hair. So once you start changing the narrative there, I think it just helps you be able to really diversify yourself and really say more yes than no, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. What was
0: your personal journey like? Like, from the time that you went to cosmetology school to the point that you're at now with the way that oh, you personally approach hair, oh. where do you think that change happened and occurred?
1: So, I would say, I remember when i I was just finishing like beauty school, and I'm sitting there and we're trying to figure out like where we're gonna go, where where are you gonna go assist, or what are you gonna do? And I remember this girl walking in and she was like just off, like gorgeous, hair gorgeous, awesome. She walks in and she worked at a salon and worked for a company that I would have never thought to even approach. Mm -hmm. And she was, she looked like me. She had all of it, like representation, right? Like she yeah. looked like me. She was, it, I was immediately like, okay, this is relatable. And then once I talked to her, she's like, I, I mean, yeah, I work for a European brand and it was Tony and Guy. I started in Tony and Guy and yeah. it was an amazing experience. And she said it was the best thing I ever did. And from there, I immediately said, oh my God, I have to, I, I'm going to work there it's fine I'm going there yes and I'm a big believer <laughs> in signs. so um so I went there and started working and it their approach to viewing hair it was never my race and my racial background never came into play they really were mm-hmm. teaching me the art of hair and um and it's not just that particular company, but it was just the style in which they approached hair. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what started my journey in doing that. But I would notice that I felt like I was the only one seeing like <laughs> once I started working around other people, I realized I was like, wow, not everyone feels this way. Not everybody sees hair this way. And not everyone, I mean, not everybody sees it. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And so probably about five years in is when I said, you know, I need to, I mean, it's most of my clients were, did not look like me, but they were like, oh my God, you do my hair. You make me feel amazing. And I don't even see that. It was never a thing. And, um, and so I didn't realize it and it wasn't made apparent to me until I worked um, a fashion week uh, one year, my first fashion week. And I remember like, okay, walking in thinking, okay, this is gonna be great, like we're doing hair. And I immediately was placed with doing hair, like texture hair. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I can do everything. And that was where I started. So it's just been this journey of seeing this and it's so like a micro thing. I think it's just so ingrained that I don't think we realize it until you stop and think about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think just over the years, it's, it's what's made me passionate about educating and sharing the knowledge of it and really just creating this lens. Uh-huh. Um that people can look at here through. So it's helped me. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that answers the question.
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's also, it's like such a good example though, of like, like in the beginning of our careers when we don't know anything, because when we're in school, I think we think we know a lot. I know.
1: I thought I knew so much. I I, I thought I knew so much that like, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I, don't know. I was like, I thought, I was like, <laughs> I, thought I'd be, so I was like, yes, I'm going and I'm slaying here. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. And, and it, yeah, but it's like, now. It's, <laughs>
0: one representation matters, you know, totally. being able to see ourselves in our future career paths. Like, I think that's that's one way that a door opens for people totally. is to be able to see themselves working in a place that they maybe thought they couldn't or that didn't want them or whatever the case. Um, but I also think that it's like such a testament that you were able to be in a nurturing enough environment, for sure, especially in that beginning stages of your career that helped you open your eyes to the possibilities that there's other ways to look at it.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Um, I think that's the thing is I've been able to really just see, I mean, you, you, hair school is just meant for you to be able to pass the test, (laughs) go through, pass the test, know how to, you know, get your license. But the minute you go and I am a huge component for, and I believe in assisting, I do think you should go and sit under somebody (laughs) Um, but you want to sit under somebody who you admire, who inspires you and who is really about you growing. And, um, and so that's the thing is once you get out there, it's like, oh my God, wait, there's more to it than just pin curls and puns, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think that is, we have, we're, we're moving in the right direction of just making hair hair but it's not I mean there's so much more work to be done you know so absolutely yeah
0: And I think I definitely personally believe that you're one of the people on the forefront of making these waves in the industry towards better change
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: <laughs> of course. I try. I'm like, i like, I truly believe that with like my whole, my whole self, which I is try. why it's so important that if you are not following main seamstress on Instagram,
1: please do like, please do. Thank you. Oh. oh my God. I do. I, I really am. I'm passionate about it. And I, I am. A, I just feel like, you know what, I want to be the change that I want to see in the world. And I'm like, if I can just create a ripple and just start the conversation, that's really all it is, it's just starting the conversation. Um, it really can create a beautiful thing.
0: For the students that are listening to this currently, what would be some main points that you would tell them? to help them start looking at hair more as a fabric and not so much as race or even texture, because I feel like texture is a big word getting thrown around, but it's not always about texture.
1: No. Yes. Oh my gosh. So my biggest advice to students would be to, first off, don't think, don't think that you know everything. (laughs) That's the first thing. (laughs) Don't think that you know everything. Take it from your big sis here. Don't think that you know everything. Um, And then also to really glean and pull as much as you can from even the people around you. Like, and don't look at, I mean, that textbook, I don't even know, is it still a textbook? (laughs) That textbook that's there is just really to only... Like, take it one step at a time. It's really only there to get you your license. But really doing hair and the art of hairdressing starts after you get your license because that's when you really encounter hair. (laughs) Not mannequin hair. You actually encounter hair. And it's attached to a person. And that person is coming to you to make them not only look good, but feel good, you know? Like you're you're wanting to really uncover what you see there and uncover a beauty from within. So not really thinking that you have to be some like, you know, balayage queen in hair school, like just getting your license. And then once you get that, really just taking all the things in and find things that you like, and master them. Like you can't just, if you're going to say that you're a balayage, I don't know I keep jumping on balayage, but (laughs) if you're a balayage, you know, specialist, it needs to be in all types of hair. That means you can do all types of hair Mm -hmm. and you can, but it's just really looking at it from that standpoint like looking at it as caring for the hair in the same way. Like you wouldn't lift somebody's hair that's, you know, dark and super curly. You wouldn't lift it to a 10. You know, you could, but you how would you get there? You know, like really yeah. starting to think of it that way is what helps you. And, you know, the mannequin heads that they have are just one fabric of hair. Uh-huh. Um, it's not it's not representative of everything that will sit in your chair. Yeah. That's my advice. So get get a few other mannequins on your own. Get a few other ones. They have them on Amazon. They have them like that are different fabrics so that you can really push yourself and really learn how to do a pin curl on all fabrics. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just really taking it from there. That's what helps you specialize, like truly specialize in something. And um, and you do, that's what creates it. That's what happens. That's what makes creativity happen is when you really just, I don't know, you know, like push yourself, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I can ramble on and on about that, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would love to talk about the word texture. If you are down for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I feel like, one, I don't feel like I hear it being talked about enough. Wow. Um, and when I do hear the word texture, air quotes, being thrown around, I don't think it's being used in the correct way, especially now because everyone's jumping on board to have more education available, hiring more people that specialize in other types of hair fabrics, um, mm. more curly hair education, more types of curly hair education. Mm. But I keep hearing the word texture. And I know that this is something that you love to talk about. And so I would mm. love for you oh. to tell us your opinion
1: on the word texture. Uh, yes. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am. Okay, so texture is one of those words that is thrown around, that's being thrown around right now, like confetti, but it is so much more complex than that. Um, Texture and curls are not the same thing. Like that's two totally different things that can coexist but they also can exist separately. And you can have someone who has texture, but doesn't have curls. And you can have someone who has curls, but doesn't have texture. Mm -hmm. And once you start breaking that down, it's like textures about the feel of the hair strand itself. So that has nothing to do with curls. You know, it's like, just really understanding that, whereas curls is like how the hair is growing out of the head. So um, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like it's this word and I feel like it's become this stigma of, um, this is what texture equals ethnicity or this equals mm. a box or a place that I put this hair. And that's just not, that's just a disservice that's like totally I mean robbing a whole it's it's I don't even know the word I want it's really stifling who you are as an artist you know to say um I only do textured hair or I own I don't do textured hair okay well <laughs> so that is, does that mean you only do like curly hair, because, like, what does that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, really breaking that down and really thinking about, like, what, how do you, what is, what do you mean when you say texture? When I yeah. say texture, I mean the feel of that hair strand, strand by strand. Mm-hmm. And that's different, you know? Yeah. Um, it absolutely is. Yeah. And I just think they don't, I mean, even from the start, even from hair school, they don't, start the conversation on the right foot anyway you know it's like a lot of things right now but it's like- yeah, definitely
0: <laughs> I years ago when so uh me and my business partner Aaron who run the hair nerds and scissor and moth social um we are judges yearly for a photographic awards competition and we're obsessed we love it it's like one of the most fun things that we do um but They thankfully have changed the names of the categories over over the years, but years ago, they had a category called texture. And it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) And because one year I I wrote this whole article about it because on this particular year, one of the stylists who entered and was nominated to be in top five um, put submitted in the texture category a straight-haired model like the finish of all of the hair was very straight it was very just silky smooth straight hair and people were like up in arms about it like people were so mad and I wrote this whole thing about it because it was like just the word texture does not initially mean curly hair like texture is how something feels and something can be smooth (laughs) Like smooth is a texture, (laughs) like it's not automatically one thing. And like, I think that's something that I just appreciate so much about the way you approach hair and hair education, because you are breaking those things down into their, their true meaning of what it truly means because texture is not curls. And I cannot say that enough. Texture is not curls.
1: (laughs) It's not it's not it's not the same it is like the minute you put that word out there you're excluding that's the word I want it you're excluding and mm-hmm. I am just not a person about excluding someone everybody should feel comfortable to sit at the table you know yeah. and the minute you say okay only texture hair sit here like <laughs> that immediately <laughs> makes this awkward like Oh, Isn't that okay. all hair just, though? Yeah, it's all hair. It's like okay, so everybody sit down. Um it's like it's just one of those things. So I agree with you. I just think it's so it's a narrative, it's a conversation we have to change from the very beginning. Yes. And you know, just changing how you use that word, speak mm-hmm. to that word and um and I think in order to do that, you have to take off your you know, I don't the lens like the blinders
0: are, that they put yeah on. like
1: that are yeah. snapped on from the very beginning <laughs> of everything, mm-hmm. and really look at it through the art of what we do. We're in such an artistic and creative industry, yeah, that we just immediately like stifle ourselves by putting these labels and boxes on things you know Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I just it's such a (laughs) texture is such a word it's almost (laughs) like so many of those other words where you just like nails on a chalkboard kind of thing
0: (laughs) it is it's like those words that get overused improperly all the time and you're just like why why (laughs) that's not even what it means why But it really is like nailed into us in, in the beginning, in school, like in cosmetology school specifically, it's, it's nailed into our heads that it only means one thing. And like my hope for people listening to our podcast right now is that they can hear this and maybe look at it differently and understand it differently, expand the vocabulary to be bigger and better and more (laughs)
1: well-rounded. Yes absolutely that's what my hope is I just I hope the more we talk about it and the more we like expound on it and just talk about the need for the change like just start talking about it differently it will cause change to happen you know definitely um so I mean that's just I yes absolutely I I feel too
0: that like you've had a a very interesting career. Like I feel like your whole career has just been like a really incredible story. Honestly, I like when I first met you, I was so like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't believe all the things that you had done in the industry so far. But I definitely feel like, at least from my own personal point of view, I feel like watching your career since you have really just really started focusing on hair as a fabric and talking about education differently talking about vocabulary Uh, like I've seen this pivot in your career from it and it's been like really incredible um yeah like are you okay like I'd love for you to share about your yeah uh, journey in the industry and you know why oh yeah like how how did you become this like expert in all of this (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's so funny. It's I'm just, I'm laughing because it is the most, it is not something. So for everyone listening, (laughs) I also, hair was something I fell into. I know it's hard to, hard to imagine with me, with (laughs) my hair. Um, It's something I fell into, but because, I mean, I came from like a, Lit, like everyone in my family was medical like nurse doctor like all these things and then here comes the hairstyles like I was on the path to do that to be a <laughs> psychologist and here we are but um but I think the thing that really started the career and what what I loved about it is that I was able to really give something to somebody and, and introduce them to something that I see that they didn't see, Mm -hmm. you know, and hair was the vehicle to do that. And so I, um, and I, I just always subscribe to the thought of, um, you attract like the law of attraction. And when you start like, just manifesting and like moving through things, you attract what it is that you are like what you're radiating. And so I knew that I've always known I was different. I was always the different kid all the time. And so um, I got used to that. Like it's, it's not a, it's not, I never felt like it was, Oh my God, that sucks for you. No, it was, I, I didn't mind being the different kid. And so just joining a career where it's like a group of misfits if you will it's like yeah. Yeah, like home um but through that and through kind of just walking in that space I have come across and been put in places that are so surreal like who who would think that somebody like this girl who wasn't even trying to do here ends up like managing and directing a salon at like 19 and 20 like she's (laughs) an assistant director and she's you know people who are double her age like who that was me who knew that that would be like that I'd be working at fashion week like Mm -hmm. that's crazy you know um but I just I said yes to life. Like I said yes to new experiences and yes to doing something that I had not seen done, which was somebody be creative, but still be kind of this trailblazer, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my mom always was like, Different isn't always bad, and I I think that's maybe that's the reason that I'm totally okay with being like the only one over here. Like, uh, yeah, no texture and curls is not the same, <laughs> but um, but it's because I subscribe to that, and I totally totally believe in that, and so um, going to that and doing what I've done, and I mean I work behind the chair, and I've been in the industry now 19 years, uh-huh. and um. And now I'm like a national creative team lead with the company, you know, that I've partnered with. And I'm able to really start, and it's a main, like a big brand that I can be a part of creating the conversation and using their platform to really speak to, you know, people who didn't really think about things that way. So yeah. yeah. But I, but not
0: only are you on a national artistic team, but the director of a national artistic team, but you yeah. also have uh, online education available yes. with nickeducation.com. Yes. You are also I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you also sit on the board of a uh newer curl line that has yes. come out. Yes. And helping that. No, it's hard talking
1: about (laughs) myself.
0: (laughs) That's so. I'm like, I will toot your horn all day, girl. Toot, toot. Like for Alicia Dotson. Like I'm a huge
1: fan. So so weird talking about myself. Thank you. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's like, yeah, I like jogs. No. Um. (laughs) So (laughs) I yeah. So I sit on that, you know, and also I've partnered with a and have joined in a part of a organization, I do encourage, side note, I do encourage you, if you haven't, another piece of advice is find organizations and find brands that align with your values, like find out what those values are. And it takes time, like learning what it is that mm-hmm. who you are and that it would attract to you. Like, it's like a magnet. And I've been able to, just through this lens, <laughs> I'm now part of like even going into the space of taking not only just race out of the ta- off the table, but also like gender off of the table. Like it's yeah. about doing hair, and the minute you can start doing hair <laughs> and not think about all the other things, you really can create something magical. So I do it's a lot in 19 years, but I still feel like it's, I've never worked a day in my life. It just, I love what I do so much. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it just, it's, it's, I feel like I'm just watching a movie that's like, oh my God, wow, this is crazy. (laughs) Wait,
0: I know that, when we're in cosmetology school cuz I know that I did this and I feel like a lot of people I know were like this too but we we dream big for ourselves we want a lot of things we imagine ourselves in in higher places some people are very happy to work behind the chair forever some people want to get in a product company and educate with them some people want to work fashion week some people want you know it's like we don't all have the same path and the same dream in life what do you think would be a number one thing, obviously besides changing the way that you look at hair in general, because that that I feel like is going to create a whole different foundation for people just looking at hair as a fabric, having that foundational understanding. It's gonna, that's in itself is gonna open up a lot of doors. But what would be like the number one thing you would tell people who are dreaming big, who want, who look at Alicia Dotson and say, I want to be an Alicia Dotson later in my life? Oh.
1: You say, yeah, you say yes to things. And the biggest thing that I would say, I never thought I could. I put people in my space and in my circle that inspired me. And that, you know, that that pulled that creativity out of me. I, I made sure that I had those kind of people around me. I, I in no way ever want to be the big, Fish in my pond. I always want to grow. Like life is is a big lesson. Like we're learning. And when you do that, and you look at life that way, and you keep your hands and mind open, things just keep coming to you. I mean, I don't. I don't want it to sound like it's like (laughs) a total like flex. But the minute I feel like I know everything that has to do with hair, I'm going to hang up my shears and. Go live on like a bourbon trail or something. like I just I just have no like it's so I'm always learning. And so if you have those dreams, don't don't let anyone or anything cause you to like doubt them. You have them, and those dreams are there because it's like that breadcrumb to where you're supposed to be. So really following like, okay, if you wanna work fashion week, find out like, and think about what would take and also visualize yourself there. And when you visualize yourself there, it's like, okay, I need to talk to maybe an editor or maybe I need to put myself around this or put myself in this space. And, or if you want to be behind the chair, cause not everybody wants to do the, I mean, fashion week is fast paced and crazy as hell. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) you don't eat. It is not as glamorous. as People make it. It is not. not. Let me just say, but, um, I do encourage you to like, try those things before you say no to them. Let you just know, like the thought of it makes you physically ill. But like, (laughs) if you're one of those, like, it's not like, it's not a hard limit, then maybe like, why not? do it you know mm-hmm. why not and that's kind of how i approach life which is great and then sometimes it's one of those things where i've into to it i'm like oh, shit, what happened you know <laughs> but you learn so yeah I'm, <laughs> i just that's what i would suggest is just um if you have that dream like go for it man yeah. i want i want you to go farther i, I say this anytime i encounter newbies are babies in the career I always tell them I want you guys to go further than I am like I that's how much I want you to succeed that's Mm -hmm. how much I want you to do well I want you to do and go further than me that's what a community is and that's what I found in this industry is I found lifelong friends I found people that I deeply love like I just you know so and they in turn have helped me help my dreams become realized. help me learn things about myself. like i it's just i can wax poetic about it but it's just amazing. <laughs> so did that even answer the question? yeah. and and i
0: i also like i totally buy into the philosophy of saying yes to opportunities. like if an opportunity arises, say yes to it. but I do, I do like to look at it from both perspectives because I feel like if you are always saying yes, then sometimes we could be lacking boundaries a little bit and that you need to know where your personal boundaries are to those opportunities that arise. What would be your advice to say
1: no? Oh yes, this is good because you want to, it's going back to the blueprint, like your dream. what you see for yourself and if that aligns with what you see for yourself yes like that's the path but if it doesn't align with what where you see yourself going and asking yourself when an opportunity presents itself or a person or whatever asking yourself like can I learn something from this is this going to help me grow or is this going to hinder me or stifle me or Slow me down. Mm -hmm. And if you find that one of those questions is like, oh, this may be like a pit stop, that's when you need to say no or redirect, you know? Mm -hmm. So, really being able to use that as your like blueprint or your like, that's what I go back to. And that's what I go back to in life. Like, even, you know, in, in everything in life, I just look at it that way like, am I going to grow? Am I giving something to this? Is this coming into my space because I'm supposed to give something, or am I getting like gleaning or learning something about myself, or is this truly just something that's going to slow me down? Because there are things that's like, that was a waste of time. <laughs> Oh, why did you do that? I've had a ton of those kind of conversations with myself in the mirror. And that's like first five to seven years where I was just like, girl, what were you thinking? (laughs) Um, But I learned a lot from it, you know? Like, okay, maybe you don't, maybe that isn't your thing. Maybe you don't enjoy doing color or whatever. Like maybe you don't enjoy doing that. Maybe you love just cutting bobs. Mm -hmm. when someone says stay in your lane it's like people think that it's a negative thing but really it's about focusing your energy that's what i would say that's the the best thing and the most liberating thing is like finding your lane and just riding in it because um it it allows you to focus your energy for students and new professionals maybe they're
0: asking themselves like, well, I don't know when opportunities are coming to me, or I don't have any opportunities coming my way to say yes to. How could they find those opportunities? Are there like, I was
1: was just about to say, I was (laughs) like, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Opportunities, where are you? (laughs) like I don't know where the opportunities are it's like well if you're just in your school or you're just like right in the space they're just not gonna just come and like knock on the door but um, (laughs) so putting yourself in those like like going back to like organizations um going and looking up like if you if your desire is to do set work or editorial work your local magazines, like just sending an email to an editor, like mm-hmm. the editor's name is on the magazine. So why not? You know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. They say not right now, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so positioning yourself and like thinking, like doing like really going and just putting yourself in this, like, in the path of those opportunities. You know what I mean? Fashion week was one of those things that I just happened to be in the space of like around and in that area of, and a conversation. And I'm like, that would be kind of cool. Just bringing it up to people like, oh, okay. And never knowing that the person that I ended up working with and assisting for the very first time was someone who was like a part <laughs> of the lead here, and um, and I was just like, oh yeah, you know, you're really cool. I love your energy. Like, I would love to work with you. That'd be cool. And it turned out it was a person that was able to get me the opportunity to work on um, on with runways. You know, just focusing your energy where you want it to go mm-hmm. is what's gonna help you. You know.
0: So something that I love that you said is like like putting yourself in the path. And like reaching out to the editor of a local magazine. We have talked about that so many times on other episodes where it's literally sliding into the DMs of people, messaging them, contacting them. It's really just about reaching out and asking for whatever it is that you want in a professional yes. manner, obviously, Yes. you know, like, like represent yourself properly, however it is that you're reaching out to these people. But you have to ask, like, like, I, and I truly believe that you have to ask for what you want. Closed mouth, do not get fed. Don't get fed. And, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I think that part of that, and I will, I will say it until it is just like, dead on the ground but you have to have a social media presence (laughs) like if you're going to reach out you need to have something to back it up and today it's a solid social media and if you yeah if you found that that editor's email you need to have your social media in the signature what what reason are you giving them to say yes to you but like yes ask for the opportunity and just based off that alone, they might say yes back,
1: right. But you have to
0: have something to like show yourself to, to show that you have the abilities and the skills and are capable of doing whatever it is that you're asking to do. And for me, that's a solid social media presence. If you don't have a solid social media presence, please check out Moss social education. <laughs> like you find us yeah. on Instagram. Uh, we have tons of <laughs> courses available, but something else that is I think really a great educational opportunity to look at is educational opportunities with Alicia. what What kind of education do you have privately available right now? Because I know that you do offer education with the companies that you educate for and represent. Um but does like if someone wants to do a one on one with Alicia, what does that look like?
1: If they want to do a one on one with me, it's gonna look more like I am. I'm about really adjusting your lens and helping you be able to see hair as a fabric. So what we'll do is speaking to like, what what are you currently doing? Changing how you approach it, talking about like, okay, what product lines are you using? What tools do you have? Mm -hmm. Changing the tools that you have. Really setting you up for success to be behind the chair, giving you the tools, the techniques, the um the tips that I've encountered and being able to apply those to your day-to-day life behind the chair. I'm here to coach you and a one-on-one would be that. And it comes with talking about core things. Like we do get under the hood about stuff. Like <laughs> where, like what are what is your near now? Like what what do you love doing? And we can focus in on that. Yeah. And not not only are you
0: available for private one-on-one sessions, but you also teach in cosmetology schools as well. Is that
1: correct? I do. I do. So I do teach in cosmetology schools. I do teach with a lot of our big distributors. I've done a lot of classes with where you're able to see courses, ticketed events and things where I come in and really talk about and speak to really approaching the art of hair. Um, I I really feel like the more that we get out there and the more that I'm able to just speak to the newbie, like it's like speaking to who I was and I feel like I'm speaking to myself many moons (laughs) ago in hair school. What would you tell little
0: Alicia? On day one of cosmetology school.
1: Oh. What advice would you give her? Tap the brakes on color. I was a insane color person. I did so many different (laughs) colors on my hair. It was (laughs) insane. Um, but no, seriously, I would tell myself like you can do this. You have what it takes. Like you are a badass. You are a badass. (laughs) (laughs) Like You are a badass and you can do this. You're here to be able to do that. Like that would be what I would tell myself. I was so insecure and so didn't know the space that I occupied when I started beauty school. Um, And that was from like just a personal journey. Like I personally was just not comfortable with me, you know, as far yeah. as like, and that that bleeds over into what you do. And yeah. so um, I think the minute I became comfortable with me and and I really saw me, it allowed me to be able to just recognize the space that I occupy, recognize, and really be in that lane, if you will. I would tell myself, just enjoy being a misfit. It's a beautiful thing. I would tell myself that I'd have a whole session with my younger self. That's what
0: I would do. You're
1: like, listen, we need like a whole therapy session. A whole session with her. And I just like, look, sis, you got, you're good.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I do worry that I notice that a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast so far up to now of this episode is I look at it from the perspective because I and I, I still am not an a very extroverted person. I'm very introverted. I I love to be by myself. I don't feel like I always communicate as well as I wish I did. Um yes, and I think about fine. that a lot because it's like I worry that the people that could be listening to this podcast may hear us constantly talking or sounding like we're talking to the extroverted people. Go. Yes. Go do these things. Go get these things. Be a go getter. And I think something that is really important to realize is that you and I are are somewhat introverted people. And yes, and things that I have said many times on podcasts, I do think about and worry that the introverts listening may be like, well, that's not me. I won't be able to do those things because that's not me. And I feel like sitting here and getting to talk to you to introverted people who have come a pretty far <laughs> way in the industry and have had very interesting careers so far. Like we made it, we, we We've, were able to yes. figure it out and do it, you know, and
1: Can you believe it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's like the little introverts that are listening that are worried, like, Oh, well this, they're not talking to me, baby girl. I'm talking to you or baby person <laughs> human yes. that is
1: listening i am yes. talking to you, you know yes I, I dealt with that like thinking through like i'm not a typical hairdresser where i'm like oh my god i am living like a big extrovert. i need to be around a ton of people uh-huh. no i'm good being sitting and binge watching a show or listening to a podcast. I am all about like, I, just, I need that those moments. of just like, just centering. And I agree with you. I do worry about that. But I think that the one thing that we've gotten from just the past couple of years is that the importance of self-care I think you spoke to it earlier boundaries and just mm-hmm. learning how to protect protect who you you know just protect you it kind of gave us permission as you know extroverted introverts to really be okay with it you know and I, yeah. I it's been great and that all comes with time yes. baby human out there beautiful <laughs> beautiful soul that you are it takes time and it's okay uh-huh. to allow that journey to happen.
0: I feel like, I kind of love this podcast because I feel like we we started talking about how hair is fabric and to change the way that we looked at the lens. But I think where we ended up was changing the way we look at ourselves, you know?
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> i think we ended up there this is how it always happens.
0: i know i'm like oh my gosh if if anyone was ever a fly on the wall to like one of our personal conversations it's always they all kind of end the same way
1: i told you at the beginning it's always a good time it's always a journey we started like here we're like but what about that over there (laughs) I, I enjoy this. I always enjoy, I always enjoy anytime time I get to spend just chatting with you though. So yes, same. I love that. I love that we got to go on that
0: together. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, that we got to bring people along with us this time too. <laughs> yes. Cause normally yes. it's just us. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much, Alicia, for taking the time and spending with me and our listeners today. And again, for anyone that was listening, please follow Main Seamstress on Instagram. Uh, Give her a follow, like her education, listen to it. You won't regret it. And definitely make sure that you leave a comment on this podcast if you loved it, what she'd love to hear in the future like subscribe share with your friends share with your yes. school spotify and apple itunes and on youtube yay <laughs> all right well Thanks i am your you know. your host annie MacArthur, and i think again my special guest alicia dodson and we will see everybody next week bye